Welcome to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. This is your friendly neighborhood podcast host, Daniel Bauer. Better Leaders, Better Schools is a weekly show for ruckus makers. What is a ruckus maker? A leader who has found freedom from the status quo. A leader who makes change happen. A leader who never, ever gives up. Imagine you're an AP and your principal, mid-year, announces that he's moving on. What is your first move? How do you pick up the pieces and care for your staff? And how do you respond when the superintendent shows up at your office and mentions, when are you going to apply for the principal position? You're a novice AP. You're not ready for the principalship, or are you? That wild and wonderful story is where we start in today's conversation with Dr. Kelly Crane, who is also an expert coach here at Better Leaders, Better Schools. So, Ruckus Maker, thanks for being here. And before we jump into the episode, I'd like to take some time to thank our show sponsors. If you're waiting for your district to develop you, don't hold your breath. What would you be able to accomplish if you poured jet fuel on your leadership development? Rob, a principal in North Carolina, had this to say about his mastermind experience. I have found myself trying more things because I know that I have the support from other amazing school leaders to help guide me through if I get stuck. Turn your dreams into reality and level up your leadership. Apply to the mastermind today at betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash mastermind. The Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is brought to you by Organized Binder, a program designed to develop your students' executive function and non-cognitive skills. Learn more at organizedbinder.com. The Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is brought to you by TeachFX. Using artificial intelligence, the TeachFX app enables instructional leaders to coach more teachers more often and more effectively. Learn how and get a special offer by visiting teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kelly Crane. Thank you, Danny. How are you? I am excited to have you on the show. Uh, We'll talk more I think toward the end about your formal role here at Better Leaders, Better Schools. But this is this is a proud moment for me. So I, I just, I am so thankful that you're here. Oh, I am so thankful to be here and so glad that I have come to know you and the awesome work that you do. Appreciate it. So Kelly, you have one heck of a story entering school administration. And what I admire about that story and you, and just like the ruckus maker listening, you never ever gave up. Can you share that story of becoming a new assistant principal? Sure. You know, I was probably, oh, I would say my early 30s and I had just gone through a divorce and had a young child and decided that I needed to move back home and get some support around me to help me raise my son. So that's what I did. And I ended up getting a, an assistant principal position. Um, it was a little tough. I was also the volleyball coach. I was also the district sub coordinator, which was very uh, trying and raising a son at the same time. So we started down that journey. And that year, my principal decided that 
he was going to go on to another school district and I didn't apply for his job. And lo and behold, um, many of you might have had this happen to you. Uh, the superintendent walks in and says, are you going to apply? And I'm like, no, I'm just finishing up my second you know, degree here. And he says, no, you need to apply. And so humbling as that was, I did put my application in. I became the principal of that middle school at that time. I'm still single and working through degrees and raising my son and you know, just trying to be a mom. And um, that was that was tough, but you know, I did it and I needed to do it. And it was something I had to do for my son and for myself. Um, just kind of went from there and he asked me to move over to the high school and I did that and then went into district office, kind of crossed over to the dark side for some of you and uh, became a curriculum and instruction coordinator and was an assistant superintendent and then moved up from there to the superintendent position. So that's my story, Danny. It's wild. And, you know, I see this uh, sort of Jedi moment. You will become the principal. and All of a sudden you <laughs> found yourself applying and there you are getting that position. And like you said, you know, the sub stuff and the coaching and I mean, just so many different hats. And I know the ruckus maker listening can absolutely relate to that. I'm just curious for you, how did you keep it all together? And what were those emotions you were going through? You know, some days are were tougher than others, um, but, you know, I had a choice every day and that was to get up and to make it the best day that I could or not. And I chose to make it the best day. It was hard raising a son, but I'll tell you, I was also as a principal working on my specialist degree and my doctorate at the same time. And at that point I had a daughter and had been remarried and it was even tougher, you know, starting out in a new marriage and raising stepchildren and now um, a baby while I was working on my doctorate. And I remember one night doing nine hours of statistics and then running down and and feeding kids and then going back to it. So, you know, you just, you, you just do it and you do it for your family. You do it for yourself and you do it for the kids that are so important out in this world that we were meant to be a part of their lives and to help them grow and, and learn as well. Since we're getting to know each other uh, pretty well, I know you've mentioned at times you've, you felt that you were there for other people's kids more than your own. And how did you handle that challenge? Yeah. So, you know, the first day of school is important for everybody. And so as a principal and assistant principal, you need to be out front, you need to be greeting. But when you have your own children entering that first day of kindergarten, that's a big day. And so, you know, you have to be there for, you know, the other moms and dads and greeting them and, and their little ones. So, you know, the support system is important. Uh, lots of pictures, lots of videos and you know, we have those moments, uh, a couple of times we would go up to the school and take pictures before and, you know, say, hey, mommy's not going to be here tomorrow, but you're going to do great. And um, I, they're going to take videos. So make sure you blow me a kiss and have those kinds of moments. So you just do it and make sure that your kids are taken care of and that they know that you're there with them and talk about it when they get home that day. You climbed the ladder fast and you mentioned that a bit in the, the intro question. Uh, if you could do it over again, what changes? Wow, what changes? You know, I don't think I'd make any changes, Danny. I believe that going through the experiences that I went through and the time that I went through made me a very strong 
female leader. It made me network. It made me learn daily. It forced me to really make some decisions that I had to, to make on behalf of students and staff. So I don't think I'd change anything. The end result was being a superintendent, and that was my aspiration from the beginning. Uh, you mentioned networking. Can we stay there for a second? It's not natural to everybody. And for some people, it's quite uncomfortable and unsettling. So what, what tips do you have for the ruckus, ruckus makers listening in terms of networking? You know, you've got to put yourself out there. One of the things that I would say that is so important is making sure that you have like-minded people around you. And I believe that you have to reach out. I believe that you have to find your tribe. You have to find your group that you can share things with that, you know, your family may not understand the struggles you go through in education. They may not understand your daily in and out and the the constant distractions and fires that that come your way. So you have to surround yourself with people who can help you navigate and are good listeners, but can offer you some sanity, one, if you will, at times, and two, just some more ideas of how you can handle things. You also talked about tough decisions. And this is a quote that I've stolen from you. I've heard you say it in the mastermind, but that the quickest way from one point to another is a straight line. And I admire that about you because, you know, I'm a high eye on the, on the disc. I tell the stories, you know, I'm all about developing relationships um, and that kind of stuff. And I know that you're more of a high D and you're able to make those decisions and, and do the things that I'm quite weak at. So I think we complement each other quite nicely. But, you know, how do you become comfortable with that? Those are very uncomfortable situations, making those tough decisions, whether it's closing buildings, moving teachers, changing bus routes, all that kind of stuff. What's your process and and how are you able to go about those difficult decisions? It's a great question. It, It is difficult, but I do believe people appreciate getting from one point to another in the most efficient way that you can. Um, That is a quote that I had picked up along the way because I am very direct and to the point of I, I just move fast and want to include as many people as I can in the decisions. But, you know, I think to the question is, as you go through making these types of decisions, you obviously have to involve all your stakeholders You want to put together some focus groups, do some surveys. Um, I try to hire those people that are experts in those fields so we can keep the ball rolling. You know, we try to stick to, if we say we're going to do it on a certain timeline, we stick to that timeline if at all possible. And so I think that's very important. I think that if you go in circles and if you think about that, you know, that drives people crazy. And they really just want you to to tell them, here's the process and this is how long it's going to take and this is what we're going to do and then do it. And for most, I think that that is something that they really, really appreciate. I don't find it as discomforting as some. And so my suggestion or my advice would be to really sit down with your group of colleagues that you work the most closely with, come up with that plan and be able to deliver it 
in a very concise way to your constituents. And then they become more comfortable. And they kind of, as, as the more you do it and the more you lead that way, the more comfortable it will become. So I, I do believe, and I'll always say at one point to another, the quickest way is a straight line. And I believe that people appreciate it. Absolutely right. And the ruckus maker that's listening, if, if you've been a listener for a long time, you've heard me quote, right? Write the vision down so that those who read it will run. And the opposite of that too is where there is no vision, people scatter. And I think that touches what you were just sharing there because people do want to know what's the direction we're headed uh, and tell us, lead us, and then we will figure out where we fit into this plan and add the most value to where we're going. Oh, I absolutely agree. We we would put together and still to this day, you know, you could do it in your own family. You know, what's your three-year vision? What's your five-year? What's your 10-year? Because at any point, somebody else could be taking over that position or that district. So you want to make sure they know where you've been and where the constituents said they wanted to go for the future. So they knew kind of where to pick up. And those are all fluid documents. Those are all things that can be changed um, if, of course, not board approved. But you really have to look at that. And even in your own family, if, if you put down your, your wants and your dreams and you make a plan and you stick to it, it's just awesome. Speaking of making a plan, sticking to it, and the awesome factor, you know, I think it was the winter, so maybe December, January of 20, yeah, December 2018, let's say, or January 2019, I wrote down my vivid vision. That's a three-year roadmap of where I'm headed personally and better leaders as an organization. Uh, the ruckus maker that's listening, if, if you uh, have been a part of the tribe for a while, you've probably seen that vivid vision and you've read on there that I was going to serve, I already identified, I'm going to serve 60 school leaders in four different mastermind cohorts. And that was uh, a year ago. It's happened. That's the power of vision. And if you also have read the Vivid Vision, you know the next level, Mastermind 2.0, in order to scale and to serve more school leaders to help them level up in their leadership is to open new cohorts led by different expert coaches. That's where Kelly comes in. And what you don't know is that she's been a part of the mastermind now for months. And we've been getting together uh, frequently outside of the mastermind just to develop relationship and core values and vision and coaching and all that kind of stuff so that when we do open a cohort for, uh, that she leads for you, we'll be ready. And so. With that context, I'd like to ask you, Kelly, so far, what has been your experience in the mastermind? What, what have you thought? Wow. So it has blown my mind, Danny. It has been incredible. I had no idea. Well, first of all, I didn't even know what a mastermind was. And my, my <laughs> husband had to point that out. Okay. Um, and then I, I joined in and there were all of these brilliant leaders in all these different positions coming together, sharing and connecting. And it, I, I couldn't help but have a smile on my face and want to join in. And I only wish that I had that when I was a, an assistant principal or a principal because you heard me talk about networking. 
And at that time, we're just picking up the phone, we're at meetings, we're, we're exchanging business cards, and we're trying to make those connections. And here, it, it's done for you. And, it, and it's just awesome to get to know these people and, and just hear their stories and, and how they help each other. So my experience has been nothing but incredible. And thank you so much for letting me join in because I, I couldn't ask for a better experience, Danny. I like that you mentioned that it's done for you, that the network is already there. And for new members, uh, they're just plugging in. But I also want the listener to consider, unlike a conference where you network and you get that business card or whatever, or pick up the phone like Kelly just mentioned, can you imagine week after week after week, the type of trust and relationships that are built by having your tribe, your mastermind cohort, generously showing up, being authentic, pushing each other to be better, how much more could you accomplish? How much would you grow? And we're going to pause here for a message from our sponsors. But when we get back, we're going to talk about uh, just a little bit more with the mastermind and then hear how you build your dream school. The Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is brought to you by Organized Binder. Organized Binder is an evidence-based RTI Tier 1 universal level solution and focuses on improving executive functioning and non-cognitive skills. You can learn more and improve your student success at OrganizeBinder.com. Hey, Ruckus Maker. Imagine if every teacher in your school had a personal instructional coach. Well, today's show is sponsored by TeachFX, and that's exactly what they do. But don't take it from me. Listen to what some of the teachers who use TeachFX say. I would encourage everybody to, to give it a shot just because, because, again, it gives you that objective feedback that you may not have been aware of when you're sitting there in class. It's a great diagnostic tool just to kind of check in and go, okay, here's the reality of how much I'm speaking or if I'm speaking in chunks or having conversations. Yeah, you know, I, I am, I'm more mindful of letting them, like not being so teacher directed, which is kind of, that was my goal. You know, like teachers have professional goals. And so that was one of my professional goals for being observed this year is less teacher direction, a lot more responsibility on the kids doing the work and the discussion and the figuring out. Learn all about TeachFX and get a special offer by visiting teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. And we're back with Dr. Kelly Crane, an expert coach at Better Leaders, Better Schools. And Kelly, why should the ruckus maker listening join a mastermind? Oh, I think everyone should should join. You know, it is lonely at the top. And when you are the one supervising others, you are the one that sits in that chair that's running everything. You are in isolation. You have really hardly anyone to discuss and really hold sacred some of the things you need to talk about. So the mastermind is that place. It is a place where you are no longer isolated. You can share some of your deepest struggles within education, within your, your building, within your district, and share that with people who have maybe gone through it and can offer some helpful hints and advice on how to navigate it. Or, you know, someone else may be experiencing the same thing. So I think just for 
a safe zone for you to come and share and network with like-minded people is probably the most important thing you could do for yourself to help yourself grow. And you need to do it ASAP. I had no idea what it could offer people. I want to address uh, leadership guilt. Uh, and before I go there too, you know, Kelly's mentioning that safe environment. Imagine a, a judgment-free zone too. So it's different, you know, even if you have some uh, confidants within the network or you have a great relationship with your supervisor, I hope you do. But at times, you know, you don't necessarily want to share where those biggest struggles are because you're worried about that that judgment or what people say and word getting around, et cetera, et cetera. That doesn't happen. Like you said, Kelly, I love that word you you used, a sacred space. But in terms of leadership guilt, uh, thank you, Eileen. I, I know you're probably listening. I got to meet her. Uh, she was in London for a teacher fair. And it was just a joy to share some food and go for a walk around London with her and just get to know her better. One of the things she mentioned that was so interesting to me was leadership guilt. And I want to mention this right now because the ruckus maker may be thinking about this. And I said, Eileen, what am I, is it something I'm doing that's projecting this guilt? Tell me more about this. And she said, no, 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 nothing that you're doing. For me, I had to get over this challenge that I'm worth investing in myself to level up my leadership. And the funny thing that she said was, she doesn't think twice about looking the part and investing in the great clothes that you need to wear as a school administrator to look professional. But she said, you know, I've never invested that much on myself in terms of my own uh, leadership development. I'm so glad I did. It's been a game changer in my life, but I had to get past that obstacle. And then she said, you know, it makes sense, right? Of course, we want to look the part and look professional. That's important. But how much more important is the ability to actually be the part, to do the work, right? To level up your leadership, to make wiser decisions uh, and just be a more effective leader. So I wanted to touch on that leadership guilt just in case a listener might be going through that. I went through the same thing when I uh, joined my first mastermind, Iron Sharpens Iron. Uh, but it took Eileen to tell that story to be like, oh my gosh, that's we know the name of it. It's the imposter syndrome, right? Stephen Pressfield calls it the resistance. Uh, and when I joined the Alt MBA, that was the most I've ever spent on one experience. And I had to say, am I worth it? Of course I am. But we have to get past those things at times. All right. So that's enough on, on that riff. Uh, regarding leadership guilt. Kelly, what are you most excited about regarding facilitating your first mastermind cohort? Danny, I am so excited about um, just being a part of connecting like-minded leaders who want to grow in leadership. You know, people are there because they want to be there. People are there because they want to learn. Leaders come to this mastermind ready to just really make a difference in each other's lives and their own life. And, and just like Eileen, really help themselves grow and not really think about anything outside of education at that time, but just really growing and in their skills and leadership. So I am so excited to meet new people. I'm excited to help them in their journey with their, their mission, with their, their vivid vision. Anything we can do to help to make sure that they aren't in isolation anymore, that they don't have guilt and that they are absolutely not feeling that imposter syndrome. 
Um, and that's what the mastermind is for. And that is what we can help all leaders with. So I can't wait to get started, Danny. Leading with confidence. I could hear it in your voice. And that is the gift that we will give you through serving you. So we're so excited to let you know Ruckus Maker Kelly's first cohorts when they uh, when they meet and we open it up. That will be on Tuesdays at 515 Central. Uh, so the masterminds I lead right now are all full. And the one that we are opening up, Kelly is going to facilitate. You're in great hands. That's meeting Tuesdays, 515 Central. And you can fill out an application, which is free to do. That is at betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash mastermind. You could tell us all about yourself. What is the value that you bring the mastermind? Because we're a generous community. It's not uh, a taking community. It's a give to give community to cheer each other on towards success. You could tell us about your greatest challenge and anything else that you'd like us to know. We take those applications very seriously. And once you hit submit, you'll hear back from either myself or Callie, we'll set up uh, a Zoom interview and just to get to know you better and make sure it's a win-win for both of us and that the mastermind is the right fit. And then you're in. Welcome to the mastermind. Kelly, what is one resource that's helped you level up in the last three months? You're going to love this, Danny. I'm sure you haven't read it because of the title, but Rachel Hollis, and I know you know of her, so you probably (laughs) should just read it so you know what everybody's talking about. So Rachel Hollis has two books and they kind of go together. Girl, Wash Your Face and Girl, Stop Apologizing. And those of you out there who have read it, you know what I'm talking about. But those of you who haven't, you've got to go pick it up. Females, I'm telling you, you've got to own who you are. And that is what has impacted me the most. You have to know what you want and you have to go after it. There's no excuses. You've got to believe in yourself. You've got to grow. You've got to make it happen. And you've got to remove the barriers. And that is one thing that has helped me in my journey and going towards this mastermind leadership is to just break down those barriers. You know, this is a new way of doing things and it is absolutely awesome. So if you have the chance, grab those books. There's even some workbooks out there for Rachel Hollis and it will make a huge difference in who you become as a female leader. What message, Kelly, would you put on all school marquees across the globe if you could do so for just a day? Oh, this is a great question. It's one of it's one of my favorite things. So this is what I would put on my big marquee out there. Always believe that something awesome is about to happen. I love it. Always believe that something awesome is about to happen. So powerful how your mindset plays into those things. Now, you knew this question was coming up. It's the big one at the end. You're building a school from the ground up. You're not limited by any resources. Your only limitations, your imagination. How would you build your dream school? And what would be your top three priorities? Well, I'm going to build my dream school, Danny, with all the bells and whistles, of course. I want it to match the century, of course, that we're in. I want it to match the safety that we can offer for students in this society that we're, we're living in right now uh, with school safety. Technology, I want it to to be top of the line and ready to adapt at any time. So I want our kids to actually experience more of, you know, a setting that 
schools are equal. I mean, we should not be having such differentiation in our schoolhouses. So um, I would like for it to be, um, have more equity, if you will. So my top three things would be, one, I want a place where all, every single student can learn. I want a staff that truly cares about each and every student and each other. And I want my staff to meet the kids where they are and be so knowledgeable to know how to do that. I heard a quote on, I saw a quote on LinkedIn the other day and I shared it in the mastermind and it's from Toby Mac and it's so true and I love it. And it is the kids who need the most love will often ask for it in the most unloving ways. And we experience that probably not only in our own homes, but every day. And we have to remember that sometimes they they just need that little extra love and push. So that would be my perfect school, Danny. Kelly, thanks so much for being a part of the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. Of all the things we talked about today, what's the one thing you want a ruckus maker to remember? That you don't have to lead in isolation. We're here for you. Come find us, come join us, and we will help you navigate this crazy thing we call leadership in the most professional and astounding way you would ever find. So find us on betterleadersbetterschools.com. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed.